Hello and welcome to the Relationship Anxiety Podcast. I'm your host, Mikkel, and today we're talking about the fantasy life. Hello, my friends. What's up? Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to be back with y'all. Now, I might not feel like I went anywhere because <laughs> there's still been episodes coming out, but this is my first time recording an episode since having our baby. And so we had our sweet little girl, Piper Ann, um, the June 1st, and she has the cutest little chunky cheeks. She's got big, what looks like are going to be blue eyes. Right now, they're kind of that, well, she is born with that kind of dark baby blue color that most babies have. They're real dark as newborns, and but they've slowly, around the center of her eyes, just been getting lighter and lighter, and we're pretty confident she's going to have her mama's blue eyes, but we'll see. Um, and she has this cute little blonde widow's peak, um, <laughs> which her dad has a widow's peak. So, um, and then all, it's mostly fuzz on the top and then this blonde little duck tail in the back. <laughs> and she started cooing and smiling and it's just been so fun. Um, it's also been really hard. And just a mix of everything. I feel like my life has gone so much bigger in the ways that are so much more fun and joyous and also hard and challenging. Um, which we're going to talk about that a little bit more today. Um, but anyways, I it's been fun kind of noticing in, in what ways like having a relationship anxiety, learning how to really understand my mind and emotions has um, really honestly prepared me for becoming a mom. Um, I used to be so terrified of my capacity to deal with um, being a mom. When I was younger, I didn't love babysitting. Um, I had a lot of anxiety around kids, especially little, little babies. And what's so cool to see is, um, how anxiety ultimately for me was a blessing that with relationship anxiety, because that was the thing that really forced me to take a look at and start working on it. And not just for my relationship, but for my life. And now like, really, I just understand. I know how my mind works. I understand how emotions work. And so when negative feelings come up and thoughts pop up, I know exactly how to address, how to deal with them. And it allows me to move through it so much quicker and have space for going back to just being able to enjoy this time with my baby girl. So just know if you're in the thick of it, questioning, putting in the work, wondering if this relationship is really the thing that you want to work on. Is now it's so, so much bigger than that. And really, this anxiety you're dealing with is an invitation, an opportunity to just up-level your life in general. Okay, so today we're talking about the fantasy life. And this concept I first kind of heard um, 
inspired by Cheryl Paul, did a podcast on escape hatch fantasies. And one of my clients shared it with me. And I just was like, oh, yeah, that is, I remember totally dealing with that. Um, But basically, the idea is that there are certain, when dealing with relationship anxiety, we kind of um, not only fantasize and wonder about what it might be like to be with other people or um, if it's right, but we also start kind of questioning like and imagining what life would be like different in every aspect of life. Um, like I remember specifically one moment when I was so anxious and engaged, like just having this thought of like, I should be single, um, living in a different place and, um, working as a nurse. That's what I should have done. Or, oh, I should be just like living off in the woods all by myself. Um, which is so funny because those thoughts and ideas in the moment, like, sounded like they'd be fun and appealing to me, but they're so not me and not things I would enjoy at all. It's so good. I'm not working. I would be a horrible nurse. (laughs) I'm so grateful for what they do, but I would not be good at it. Um, And I also don't even like camping for more than a day. But anyways, those were like the things that my mind had come up with. Like, that's what I need to do Um, to be happy. And so maybe you have noticed yourself that there are some ideas that your brain has just come up with and said, like, that's the thing I need to experience. I've heard clients and friends talk about these ideas and imaginations they have of a different life that maybe possibly would be better. And that is kind of what can be haunting about these like fantasies we might have of maybe like feeling like we should have lived somewhere else or we should have been single and dated longer or um, been single and gone off and lived in the woods is when we picture this life is we imagine there's so much joy that would have been available with it. And there's also a lot of shame because we recognize our relationship is really good. And we feel like we shouldn't be imagining other lives that we could have lived. That maybe that means we really did make a wrong choice for thinking this way. Or maybe that really means we should have actually taken this path. And so then we feel um, more anxiety and guilt and shame for having these ideas in our head. But first, I want you to know it is so normal to have fantasies about other lives that you could have lived. If you are listening to this podcast, then that means you are someone who is likely more anxious. And one of the things that comes with anxiety is our our imaginations, our very elaborate. And that's kind of often what creates our anxiety, right? Is our imagination just running a little wild and our brain spooking itself. But that imagination is also a strength we have. And these fantasy lives that our mind creates are our imagination. 
creating different stories. So one of the things people we love is stories. Stories have been a thing for a long, long time, right? People telling stories around a campfire. Now we love to consume stories in forms of watching video, reading books, still listening to each other tell stories. And we like telling stories because we like listening to them because often we imagine what would it be like to be in that situation, to experience that. Right? When you read a book, often it's told from first person and you get to imagine and experience this story as if you were the one going through it. And you get to imagine all these different characters and what it would look like to see this place. Or, you know, in a movie, sometimes you might even forget if you're really, really in a movie, you might forget like, oh yeah, I'm here watching the movie. I'm not, this isn't actually happening to me. And we do this for fun. We do this for entertainment. Our brains like to kind of take a step out of our current life experience to imagine and experience something else. And there is nothing wrong with that. So when your mind is coming up with these different ideas, these different stories about how your life could have gone, it's almost just like watching a movie. It's like reading a book and your imagination creating this story of like, what would this feel like? What would this be like? And honestly, part of it just kind of for fun. And yeah, it might sound exciting and feel fun to create and imagine this story of how your life could have gone. Now, I realize right now it might not feel that way because you're judging and shaming yourself and thinking that's how it should have gone. But no, it's almost just like watching a movie. Your brain's just creating a story. And it doesn't make you a bad person or human or mean that the story or path you chose is wrong. Your brain just loves coming up with different ideas. Now, here is where I think the fantasy lives can be problematic. So one is when you are, again, shaming yourself, telling yourself you're a bad person for thinking that life might have been fun if you did X, Y, or Z. That guilt and shame all of a sudden makes this passing story or idea something that gets stuck and feels very heavy in our brains, which is just not necessary. It makes this thing much bigger than it actually is. So it's very important to be kind and gentle with yourself when you notice these different little fantasies that your brain has that you aren't beating yourself up for it. Because again, then that really makes the story of this like thing your brain's just doing become this very heavy thing that you have to try to get rid of and fix. Okay, next way that this fantasy life can become problematic is when we start thinking that there is better than here. So sometimes when our brain is coming up with these stories, the way they're being come up with 
is from this place of, I feel pain right now, this anxiety, I feel shame, I feel these emotions I don't want to feel. And we imagine this other scenario as being this perfect scenario where there are no negative emotions. Like if I was this person living off in the woods, I would just feel bliss and peace and joy all the time and I would never feel any anxiety. We almost imagine this other life where we don't bring our current human brain with us. And the thing is, as a human, our lives are 50-50, which means 50% positive, 50% negative. We have positive thoughts, positive feelings, and we have negative thoughts and negative feelings. And that is part of the human experience. So even that girl that you might see that's living her single life, dating it up in New York, still has a lot of struggles and negative thoughts and negative feelings. And that person that you see that is having that career that you think would make your life perfect, they have struggles too. Now, they might be different than your exact struggles right now in this moment, but they are there. And a lot of times our brain sells us this fantasy as, oh, that is how life would be perfect. That is where you would never have any negative emotion. And the reality is it would still be there. Your brain would still follow you. The same insecurities or sense of not enoughness, struggles in making decisions, all would follow you. And so know that one, even if you had chosen this other path, you'd still have a human brain and you still would have negative emotions. It isn't this perfect fantasy that it can be in our brain. Whenever we're actually living it out, there are going to be struggles. In our mind, it can exist as this thing that's perfect. And this belief that there is this thing out there where all of a sudden we're perfectly happy um, creates a lot of discontentment with where we're at right now. And many of us, the fact that we do this, we create fantasies that we think could be perfect and joyful and we want to pursue it, also is kind of what fuels some of our relationship anxiety. Because we have, you know, for a lot of our lives, at least I know for me and I've seen with some of my clients, build up this idea of what it would be like to be with a partner and how perfect and how happy it's going to be. And then we find that partner and yes, life is good, but there still are a lot of these negative emotions and anxieties that we had before that we thought, oh, relationship's going to make it go away. Having this fantasy is going to make it go away and it doesn't. And that almost makes it harder getting the thing you want. And so know when your brain is selling you on this fantasy, it's just another version of that, of, oh, if you were single or dating around or living in the woods, if you were a nurse, you were in New York, different place, different job, different person, your brain is still going to create negative emotions for you. And when your brain's telling you, no, 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 it would be perfectly happy here, just know it's not true. Remember having a conversation with one friend saying, 
a friend who didn't have kids, wasn't married, um, and how badly she wanted those things. And just that she saw people with those things and just thought they were so happy and their life just seemed so good. Then had another conversation with another friend who was a mom and married and just thought about how much she missed being single and how happy and joyful that life seemed. Each had each other's life circumstance that they were wanting and thought that the other might be a little bit more fun or more joyful. They're just different struggles. And I don't say that to be discouraging, but I think it just helps when your brain starts trying to make you really discontent with where you're at or think somewhere else would be better. Is to remember wherever you're at, there's always going to be the grass is greener. So here's the last thing I think is important to know with these fantasy lives is while, you know, if we were to pursue it, our life would not be the perfect happy story that our brain tells us it would be. There still would be challenges. But I think there are things that we can take away from it. Um, Things that we can use to incorporate into our life now. Whenever our brain comes up with a fantasy or whenever we want something, it's because we think we would feel a certain way if we got it. We think we'd feel more happy. We think we'd feel more peace, whatever the thing is. Um, So my friend that I was talking with that just, she was, um, you know, saying, yeah, you know, I... I do love my husband, my kid, but I just kind of miss college days and I just kind of long for that. Now, if she were just pick up and go to school, it obviously would be very different than the days when she was in college and single and dating. But we started talking about like, what exactly was it that she missed about that? And basically like a few different things that might've been were the spontaneousness of that time in life or being able to meet lots of people, being able to um, try new things. And those are all things that she can create right now in her life without changing her relationship, still being a mother, it might be a little bit harder and not quite as easy, but there are ways to incorporate and create that fun, that spontaneousness, those new experiences in her current relationship with her kid. It's going to take a little bit more intention and thought but it's totally possible. And those were actually things that she wanted and was craving so badly. When her brain was saying like, I want, I miss that idea of going to college. It wasn't actually like, I need to pick up and go to college. It was, it's her brain's way of saying like, I need to find ways to make more fun in my life. She was tired of the monotonous day in, day out of being a mom. Speaking of being a mom, um, <laughs> you hear the cute little baby sneezes in the background. Piper is chilling with me as I'm recording this today. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, another friend that I was talking to is I love um, 
this friend actually does deal with some relationship anxiety and, um, you know, one of the things that she kind of, this fantasy life that her brain had like always told her she was supposed to experience is getting the chance to travel and be her own person, do her own thing, um, before she settled down and got married. Now she met her amazing husband when she was pretty young and they got married and before she ever did any of that, she never traveled. Um, but she still felt that yearning. And so you could take that very surface level of, oh my gosh, that means I have to break up with my husband and go live a few years abroad and travel, do the whole eat, pray, love thing to have that experience. Um, but instead what she did was she was able to find a way to incorporate that into her current life. And so what that looks like, what that looked like for her was she actually booked a trip to France by herself. She did a trip without her husband. Um, And she did end up having him come out for the tail end of it, but she did a lot of it on her own and got to have that experience. So she did actually find a way to incorporate it into her life. Now, a lot of people might look at that and be like, oh, that's weird to travel without your husband or boyfriend. But for her, it was exactly what she needed. And so being willing to maybe like, yeah, go on a girl's trip, you know, go do a class by yourself. Go do some of these things that your brain maybe said, oh, I should have done that before having a relationship or I should have chosen that path instead is it's very possible there's a way you could do that now. That career that you're interested in pursuing, maybe you could incorporate that into your life right now. Maybe that literally looks like changing career paths, but it could also maybe be something a little more subtle, like maybe you love the idea of interacting with people more on a day-to-day basis. Is there a way you could have that in your current job? Um, my friend, not only with going to Paris, actually got to kind of have a little bit of that experience she wanted to have um, while within the bounds of still having her relationship, um, but she also learned there were some underlying things that really she was missing. It was having that newness on a day-to-day basis of trying new things, of being a little bit more spontaneous. She noticed in her relationship, she was kind of doing the same thing every weekend. You know, they went to the same places. They were staying in a lot. And she realized, you know what? I want to do more fun new things. I want to try salsa dancing with him. I want to try new restaurants. I want to um, tr- do more little trips with him. And I want to be more spontaneous with him. I want to put myself out there to meet new friends and people like I did in France. And so while she got to actually experience that fantasy, she realized there's all these little things underneath that that I'm looking for. (laughs) So can you do that? Instead of just taking your fantasy at surface level is what am I really craving underneath? What am I wanting to feel? more excitement, more fun, maybe more um, adventure, is how can you create that right now? Because whatever you're wanting to feel, that is available to you today without needing to change your life drastically. You can keep your same relationship and, and experience some of these things you've been wanting to experience. 
and maybe it is taking that trip by yourself, but it could even be something simple like you and your boyfriend, you know, doing a little cooking night at home with French food and pretending like you're in Paris. Um, or it is just finding little simple ways to be spontaneous. So identify, you know, whatever those little fantasies are. One, don't shame yourself or make it this big, heavy thing. When really, it's just your brain creating a lot of stories. Um, know that it's not magically better there than here if you were to be living out that life. And then if it's a fantasy that you really love and keep thinking about is ask yourself what's underneath it. What are the feelings that I think I would have? How could I possibly incorporate and create some of that within my own life right now? So I would love to hear how you guys do this and what are some of those fantasy lives you have and how you can maybe incorporate that fantasy in your life in a way that feels empowering and actually serves your relationship and actually brings you closer together. So DM me at Mikkel Kristen and um, I'd love to hear what you kind of learn from this podcast and how you use these ideas to empower you in your life and your relationship. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in today, you guys. You have a beautiful weekend. We'll talk next week. Bye. 